and it go a little something like this. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Work Bay with Nan and Obi. Hi, friends. Hello, hello. How are you? Oh, are you hearing this with a lot? Hello, what? hello. What was that? Like? Wait, what, what did I do? You Is that your line? It's, you can have it. Oh. I don't mind sharing. I didn't even realize. Hello, hello. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. I think it was one of those weird like psychology things. I just heard you do it, so uh-huh. I was doing it too. Um, but no, I'm chilling. I'm yeah. chilling. Trying to stay cool. Y'all got this summer shit you always, it's everyone's here. always so happy about. She's here. Yeah, it's Full hot course. as fuck. <laughs> Give me my winter back. <laughs> shit. No. Of, you know, I'm a, a flight to Siberia or something. You know I don't fuck with the heat. I know you don't fuck with the heat, but Siberia, I like. I might, I'll feel more at home. Interesting. And people always thrown off because I'm from Kenya. I'm yeah, from I'm like, equator, I, I appreciate the warmth. <laughs> it is it is getting, we're like hitting the 80s and 90s. It's getting yeah. a little unbearable. But yeah. um, What's your cutoff? I, I'm, I'm good at like. Where a, do you stop being comfortable? Like uh, 77. Oh, so you're similar to me. Yeah. I well, thought nigga, you were going to say like 85. Genu- no, or, no, no, no. Oh, I like okay. A, I like if, this, if the sun is out. Like, that bitch can be out, but yeah. I get a little breeze. It's the breeze it's not part. It's dry and it's, humid. Yeah. I'm, I'm perfect. I have a very specific number. <laughs> okay. A breezy 83. Oh, so you're even higher. That's it, though. Okay. A breezy 83. But specifically breezy. The wind has to be moving that Got day. <laughs> like, a, a perfectly still 83. <laughs> it's death. Yeah. It is, it is Especially in New York. Yeah. It's the yeah. mugginess yeah. and the... It's like you're swimming through the air. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, because the weather's been nicer now, we've been doing my workouts outside. Okay. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have like a gallon of water next to you. I will. Now I know that I need to you, stay you, stopped. No, you because have to. You'll week, pass out. Monday, I, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna die, and then this morning oh, you're like suffocating while you're trying to do all these exercises. We did, um, we did. A, we're now incorporating yoga into my okay. workout, which was really, really great. I don't think I've ever sweat so much in my entire life. Oh, and you think it's the yoga that's brought that on? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed. I thought it'd be like the cardio, like the more. Well, no, like my trainer says, it's because we're building a lot of internal heat. Okay. And I was like, "What is? Okay. It's outside. It's yes. It's, it's, it's yes. becoming external. It's yes. very warm." But Do you have an AC in your apartment? I have a, a really nice fan. That's enough. Yeah, because my I live in a basement, so, so it's, I know it's cooler. Typically cool. Really? No, like I um even this I like I feel like a, a few weeks ago was like really really hot. Yeah. I didn't I didn't turn it I didn't I, I just pulled that baby out. Oh, like, and you were chilling. Today. Yeah. Okay, I guess you are underground. Yeah. And you you don't have like large windows too. No, that which will bring I would in, yeah. I mean, it would be nice for the light, but right, that's also but keeping the heat yeah. out too. Yeah. So okay. no 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 large windows, and I like most of my electricity is off during the summer, just keeping it nice and chill. Keep it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, oh, you yeah. Go, yeah keep that Con Ed bill yes, low. Very low. My, <laughs> yeah. my landlord, I'm sure, is very happy. Uh-huh. I don't like. I, I I don't think my my windows could even hold it. No, AC. probably not yeah. the not those basement windows. No. no, no. You just need a strong ass fan. And you she, could she do the, the portable ACs. Have you seen those? I, so Where the vent goes into the window, but the unit oh, is standing yeah, yeah, in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That I've you could those. do. I've seen those. And then I I had I was fucking with this guy who had this, like, high-powered fan. 
Oh, what, like some industrial shit? It like, was what? insane. <laughs> like, and like a really small thing. And I was okay. like, dang. Like, it, it was blowing. So I bought one. Window. That shit blew my circuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Damn, this shit must have been powerful as fuck. Power. Yeah. I need to. It's like, it starts with a V or something. Uh-huh. Very, very powerful. Oh, I, I think I know the ones you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to return it back to Amazon. But I was like, I'm not living in this place for the rest of my life. We're going to keep gonna this shit. I'm going to hold on to this bad boy. Because <laughs> yeah. she was good. Yeah. So, so what's been your favorite part of summer so far? My favorite. Because someone has his perks, even for winter lovers like me. I won't <laughs> lie. I won't lie about you it. You know, I haven't. I I haven't. We and I think we kind of talked about this last week mm-hmm. about summers in New York. Barn, probably the best oh, type of summer yeah. you can ever have. No, that's why I was depressed last <laughs> summer. I was like, I, we're missing out on the best part of, of being, being in, in New York. City, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And I think. We are slowly starting to see, you know, day parties, brunches, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Day party. A good they're, rooftop. Yes, they're all starting to come mm-hmm. together. And I think last, if maybe not last podcast, but one of the podcasts I remember was talking about how like your day starts and then it ends in a completely different borough sometimes mm-hmm. with a, yes. a completely yes. different group of people. Yes. Like you just like summers in New York, you just are open to whatever experience. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. So like that is what I'm absolutely looking forward to. Mm. Um, I haven't experienced it just yet. But like the fact that I mean you're fully vaccinated now. Yes. So now after, you know. After I've been bullied yeah, yes. into uh, <laughs> Amen. getting a Do- blood that thinks pipe into my bloodstream. Dr. Fauci said whatever works. He said get your niggas to the It wasn't even Fauci, nigga. It was you. <laughs> Take responsibility for your actions. <laughs> I really did shame her into getting this Literally, vaccine. Literally, this nigga talked to me. Every time he talked to me, he was like, why are you not vaccinated? Like, Because I really want to know what is the good reason. And there I just weren't needed many. more time. Okay, well, hey, you and, came and around. But I'm very happy, you all of around. the women. And how are I, you feeling? You know? how You got the you got the Bill Gates 5G inside of you now. <laughs> You're a Wi-Fi hotspot. I am. How do you, I'm standing a little taller. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the bars are hella strong with all biotronics <laughs> right now between the two of us. We're fully charged up. My chip up. is itching a little bit, but, I, you know, they gave me an ointment. I'll be fine. Okay, you'll be all right. Um, but, no, I feel, I think I'm a little, I'm definitely comfortable the main reason why I got it was I'm traveling. I'm That's hoping right. to travel more That's this right. summer That's right. than I had been. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of have that double armor. Yes. Just a, just a little yes. bit more. And less something. issues to, for wherever you travel. Because some places have like two-week quarantines yep, if you're yep, not vaccinated. Yep, yep, yep. Or you cannot come here yeah. at all if you're not vaccinated. Man, I don't want that smoke. Yeah. I'm Especially to go internationally. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the main reason why... Um, I decided to get it outside of OB's uh, shame. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's nice to have all of the women that I dealt with were black women. Some were Ghanaian, which, mm. so that was always lovely. Oh, at the vaccination yeah. places. Oh, yeah. okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm now part of the fully vaxxed crew. Okay, and did you do anything, anything fun, interesting, July 4th? Oh, well, I, I, I'm just coming back from Mobe. Okay. So we was in Jamaica, Jamaican it up. Jamaican uh, it up. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's a that's a bar. Some 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 tales will be shared, some won't. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I can squeeze more out of you. Later. I don't know. Maybe it has to be off the mic. I don't know. Because I know every time I hear, uh, I hear, especially specifically women going to Jamaica, I know that there's some <laughs> things that come along with that. I think Jamaica is women's dr for for. Is for that men. what it yes. is? I'm convinced. <laughs> 
Because niggas said they're going to DR. You, they, you Their know, life changed a little that's bit. A, that's a specific type of fun Is you're it? having there. You know. Yeah. I won't get in trouble on these FCC airwaves. But <laughs> because the niggas are, they're listening. <laughs> they are listening. But, uh, yeah. Okay. No, that was, you know. You had a time. I had a How time. How long were you down there? Uh, it was a bit a five-day short trip. Okay, that's, that's, I think we three went and is we short. Came back. Okay, we went and we came back. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm waiting to see the pictures. Waiting for you to drop those. If they if they hit the internet, then you'll see them. If they don't, okay. just know that they were taken. Just know that they were there. <laughs> all right. All right. No, that's cool. That's cool. What about you? Um, yeah, I w- I was in California. Um, well, that was kind of that's at this point. There's like time is but a. Uh, a concept that was like right. two weeks ago. Actually, now that I think about it, um, no, just the just laying low, the yeah. usual. I like a good cue. Yes, those are important. And I'm I'm decidedly team hot dog at barbecue. Glizzies are we had amazing. This? Wait, wait, hold on. You call them glizzies? I do. I'm a I'm, part of I'm a part I'm, of that growing trend. <laughs> the way she just perked up right you now. You have to I blame Markia Walton because I I am a oh, hot dog person. Oh, you're right. Markia does call she them that. She lives for a glizzy. That. No, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm curious where you land on this before uh-huh. we get into our topic. At, that's what I'm there for at a barbecue. It's not oh. the burgers. Because this is the thing with burgers at barbecues. There's just too much room for error, depending <laughs> on who's behind the grill. Most times you're at a barbecue, you're eating a hockey puck. It's too well done. And this comes from someone who likes well done, mind you, or oh. medium well. You're but, one of those niggas. Uh, you know, yes. I like to not <laughs> be poisoned when I'm eating and eating worms and I mean, bacteria. Okay, okay, you know? okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but nah, that's the thing. But whereas I feel like you'd have to just egregiously go out of your way to fuck up a hot dog on that's the That's true. Like, even when it when it's charred, it's There's less it's margin. For, exactly, exactly. Not the same for a hamburger. Uh, yeah, you can you can you can grill a hamburger to. And it can just be you. You've seen them in the in the aluminum foil pans, little <laughs> charred, little. You know, they're like fifty percent of their size. Oh my god, it is really yeah. sad. Yeah, it's really Whereas sad. Whereas a hot dog, you know, there's more. You know, you yeah. can get away with no, leaving it on for too I, long. Yeah, if if and mind you, I'm not somebody, but that's not you. I love hot dogs in general. No, for sure. I know I'm, they're like the tr- they're literally the trashest meat you can yeah, eat, but I don't which care. Which listen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we're, we're both African. The things my, that we've eaten, the, I, a hot dog is not what I One of my old coworkers is one of them like hardcore like vegan pita like okay. save the earth, you <laughs> sure. know. And and she sent me a video of how hot dogs are made. No one needs I don't to know if you've this. seen. It's pretty fucking disgusting. I don't want to see that. But that made me want like five. <laughs> <laughs> like it, did, it, did not, it did not deter me from from my love. I don't. Of hot I think dogs. the vegans and and the pita <laughs> girls, y'all need to get a better like I, better PR. Yeah, or what is I, it? I don't want to <laughs> see chickens in cages. I don't want to see mean, pigs in cages. I don't want to see any supply. of that. But that's not gonna make me not want to eat these motherfuckers. <laughs> I just have to be honest with you. Just it's not it's not working. It's not gonna do it. <laughs> so yeah, I have no interest in finding out what are in hot dogs. Oh, it's at not all. it's not fun. But I'm the girl who fun. I live for a pig in a blanket. Okay, live same. for a pig in a blanket. <laughs> same. We'll make those whenever it's, I have the Especially the, the homemade ones. Yeah, they're yeah, great. Yeah, Mine are good. Mine yeah, are really good. Yeah. Um. So I absolutely. I when I go to a barbecue, Team I'm Lizzie. looking for the hot dogs. Okay. I'm I'm gonna make that the poll this week okay. on our IG story. <laughs> Team Glizzy or Team Hamburger? At and a, I mean, at and a I mean, fuck the ham- like because if we we start talking about like chicken ribs, that's a whole different kind of yeah, ballpark yeah. for sure. For sure. For well, sure. then also while we're on, it might as well have this debate <laughs> while we're on it. Okay. 
I, I had this I had this uh, this debate with uh, Sheree, uh probably like a week or two ago. And I love I love when her and I get into these moments because uh-huh. we'll debate a thing for like two hours, Yellow like answers. like debate team, like kind of. So, insane. what do you think? Who's the MVP at a barbecue? Is it the macaroni salad or the mac and cheese? So in and I don't know. I'm I'm I. We don't have mac and cheese at the barbecues that I attend, or like growing well, up, we what, didn't play. What barbecues are you attending? Or, um, or, or you know what? I'll, I'll say it this way: that the function. Okay. I'll call. I'll, I'll okay. open it up beyond okay. a barbecue. So I'm sorry. You're going to a, a function. And the options are mac and cheese or or um, a potato salad. What's the What's the MVP of? Or maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's neither of those. No, fucking you. mac and cheese is reigns supreme. Like there's really nothing that beats it. Because Sheree's position, and I agree with you. Sheree's position was that like. Potato salad is what's the harder thing to get right. She's not wrong. Do you think that's true? Well, I, no, I I've don't had know. people I fucked just, up mac, macaroni and cheese. And, like bad mac and cheese is worse than bad potato salad. Absolutely. In my book. Absolutely. So, so you feel similar. I do. I would definitely agree with that sentiment. Okay. <laughs> but when you, like, one of my sorority sisters, Miss Zalika Headley, uh-huh. her potato salad, I don't know. If the Lord came down with a recipe, <laughs> anointed her li- with a recipe. Li- anytime we do like potlucks or things, yeah. we're, we're like, Z, you gotta make, you, you gotta make the to potato make salad. Yeah. You have to make it. Um, so I understand the. It's an important part an of important, your plate absolutely. at a black function. And you Don't want get me wrong. It. You want you really do. good potato salad, but it, for me, it's the coolness of it. Like l- everything else on your plate is hot. It's yeah. the reprieve. You getting a little I'm cold. Also, I'm also a, a little... coleslaw girl. So yeah, I, coleslaw, know, I know, I know. I like cabbage, but coleslaw. Really, my mom. Not American coleslaw. I yeah. like like Korean coleslaw, like oh, zushed up yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, 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 yeah. And but, I think that's what my mom like because she used to fuck like she used to kill a coleslaw okay, growing up. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, but yeah, my, I, there there's no question macaroni and cheese. I agree. So this will be part two of this week's <laughs> poll. So Team Glizzy or Team Hamburger, uh-huh. and also. What's the MVP of a black function? I like it. Is it potato salad or mac and cheese? I like it. And I need y'all to approach this like debate team. Like support your <laughs> yes, your stance. Have, 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 have supporting, supporting evidence. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We need the documentation. Yes. But yeah, we never, I mean, growing up, uh-huh. like the sides that were at the barbecues that I went to were, were they mostly like jollof rice yeah, and yeah, fried yeah, rice yeah, and, yeah. you know, things like that. Well, so, what's the MVP of a Ghanaian function then in your book? <sighs> Is it Ooh. the jollof? I know there's always the jollof wars, the never-ending jollof wars. Which I need Africans. We gotta let it go. Jollof is not that great, guys. I disagree with it's you. It's just, Jalof's I mean, pretty good. Yeah, you've I, you haven't had to eat it for 33 years. Okay, that's fair. So that's fair. I'm I'm I just there's so many <laughs> other. At least I'll speak for Ghanaian delicacies. There yeah. are so many other rice, better rice dishes. Do you think are y'all the the kings and queens of jollof? What or that's is a stupid question. Niger- no, because some I've met a person from the place who will be who will vote for the other country. That's so I didn't fine. know if that's where you landed. That person is not is, you. Terribly misunderstood, okay. and should also reevaluate their feelings about. Because what is, it's I've heard Ghanaian, Nigerian, and there's a sleeper pick. I forget uh, if it's Senegalese, I think Sierra Leone, or Sierra. It's I yeah. think it's one of the S's. I think, I think I think it's I think it's Sierra Leone. Where people like don't sleep, they actually have the and best. I because I think that they originated the dish. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've we've and you guys came it. and bastardized it. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I don't know how anybody can say Nigerian rice, uh, jollof rice is good. Y'all don't even put meat in your fucking rice. Oh, see, I didn't, I don't know if I've, I I haven't, I guess then I've had Ghanaian jollof a lot more than Nigerian. Because I thought that the meat was a key component. Yeah. But not to the Nigerians. They're, they, like, they like to add it. Like as, as a, a as a protein, I we, see. We, we want it. We want it as a we want a protein, but also yeah. give us a little some yeah. some on the inside, yeah. see, and it just flavors your sauce better. Like I don't. What y'all sleep on or don't know about a lot of folks is what we got on East Africa biryani. I, I really what well, we had. I I think we you had it at the to, cookout, yes, like, and that was like really two, good. Three years ago. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, that's our. It, essentially, it's the same thing. The spices Basically. are a little the, different. It's the spices that are different. It, yeah. yeah, delicious. Yeah. And I think you guys use basmati rice. The we rice do. is different. We yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. rice do you use? I think use? we use like long grain. Okay. Or but jasmine. no, it, it is basmati. I think yeah. that's, uh, we might have maybe a little more Indian influence. Sure, sure, sure. Being sure. on that side of Africa than, than y'all do. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right, look, we're we about to get into whole food. I know. Listen, she, she, I like to chef it up. I mean, so it's that time of year. I definitely wouldn't mind. Functions and barbecues and. But I asked you earlier, your favorite. I think for me, is definitely is de- I like it's the rooftops, man. Especially here in New York, they uh, don't get any better. A good and a, and a frozen beverage. Absolutely, I love a, a frozen. frozen. I'll, drink, a I'll get a frozen drink in February. <laughs> That's how much I love them. But not all the places will carry them year round. Yeah. But during, during the, the summer, summer it's kind of yes. like everybody all of a sudden pulls out yeah. their frozen Give machine. Like a frozen Paloma, a frozen this. Oh, yes, Paloma. Yeah, I yeah. live for uh, Grapefruit is probably my favorite fruit on the planet. So I didn't like it Palomas. as a kid, but came yeah. around now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I mentioned the kid thing, and I was like, is this my end? <laughs> Maybe that should be a bit we it's, start it's, on it's work day. It's like, it's like, t- can you guess when Obi's going to have the segue? <laughs> There's still clumsy folks. I'm warming up. But damn, we're about a, uh, what, a, not a third. It's still maybe two episodes before uh-huh. a third. I'm going to get there, guys. You, Y'all bear, bear with I mean, me. I, I have I'm not all... in mid-season form yet. No. You know, it's like it's no. like sports. Absolutely. And it we took a, a very while. long break. We there wasn't it. a lot of practice. But I see what you're putting down. <laughs> It's coming together, and I like it. I it's, like it. it. Don't gas me up. It's still not right It's not now. good. It's, it's not, not good. It's not where I was. But I like it. It's not where I ended season three. I still like it. But I'm going to get there. The attempts I'm, are... I'm warming up. I'm warming up. <laughs> I'm going to get to mid-season four with my segues. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but no, I uh, I really, really, really love the the um, topic you picked out for this week's episode. Um, I'm curious how it ended up landing. Because, you know, you're... Uh, I don't know if y'all know at home, but but Nana is kind of our <laughs> our writer. I don't know our, our she she develops all of our outlines. So I try. when I when I saw this one come up um, during pre production, I I appreciate you putting it on there. Yeah, well, this actually I got from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I a few months ago actually. Yeah, it's back in February actually. Yeah, you had you had shared a uh, a post on childism, mm-hmm. and so much that that you put in your stories resonated with me, mm-hmm. but I'd realized I'd never heard the term before. Yeah. Um, Either had I. Yeah. And a couple of my friends who listened to the podcast DM'd me and was like, you see what Obi's posting? Y'all gonna talk about this? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I, we guess, <laughs> guess we should. I, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely. And I think I think Terrence reached out to me too. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, about it. Yeah. 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 Or so. maybe you showed me a screenshot of her hitting you up. It was one or the other. But I was like, yeah, I think that this is probably something that, maybe some folks are not familiar with, mm. but I think we've all maybe kind of dealt with some parts of it. And, and I if just, not directly, certainly tangentially. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so or I just, seen it out. 
figured it was an opportunity to kind of broach a topic that I think we're both kind of growing to understand more, but Mm. felt very close to home. What follows is a brief construction montage. We hope you enjoyed this brief construction montage. Okay, so you know how we like to do. I mm-hmm. I've, I feel like it's always good to start with some definitions. Yes, sir. Uh, that way, especially for something, a term that I think a lot of us uh, are probably not familiar with. Shit, like we just said, I, I had never heard of this. Right. I was like, I, I thought I heard of all the isms. <laughs> Y'all making some new ones now. It did feel like... Right? <laughs> where did they pull this one out of? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, based on what I dug up, this is not a new ism. This not at one's all. been it was it was actually coined back in 1975 um, by Dr. Chester M. Pierce mm-hmm. and one of his uh, counterparts. Um, her name is Gail, also Dr. Gail B. Allen. Uh, she worked hard for that MD. I so, know that's why you better give or, her respect. or that doctorate. So <laughs> let me not let me not take that away from her. Um, so yeah, I'll just go real quick into the. Uh, uh, I think. I was actually surprised Wikipedia actually did a good job defining it. You know, sometimes Wiki can be, you know. She's a little temperamental. Yeah. So (laughs) Wikipedia said, Childism can refer either to advocacy for empowering children as a subjugated group or to prejudice and or discrimination against children. It can operate thus both as a positive term for a movement similar to the term feminism as well as a critical term to identify a phenomenon like the term racism. Mm. So I thought that was a good way Mm -hmm. of kind of tying it together. And I found the actual article um, that that these two doctors worked on in the mid-'70s, and and, uh, they start off their their article saying saying the following, Childism is the automatic presumption of superiority of any adult over any child. Mm. It results in the uh, in the adults' needs, desires, hopes, and fears taking unquestioned precedence over those of the child. It goes beyond the biological necessity that requires adults to sustain the species by means of authoritative, unilateral decisions. What is at issue is how the decision is executed and how the child is afforded dignity and respect. Mm. And I think those two words really stood out to me there, the the dignity and the respect part. Mm-hmm. And I think as I was kind of reading up on on childism and, and, and kind of what it what it means, I think that's really what it, it hones in on is 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 all of the ways that we often don't afford children um dignity and respect. Absolutely. In their experience as children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um what were some first thoughts that came to mind for you as you were as you were doing your research or as you were kind of thumbing around? I was mean, there anything that stood out to you at first read or like? Well, so it's I, it's interesting because when you're <laughs> when you think about your childhood and or when I was thinking about my childhood, mm-hmm. and not to say that I don't think that my parents respected me. But I definitely know that. Do African parents respect their kids? <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Let's no, be do. honest about I do. this. I think. Not um, to say that we all had the, the exact sure, same sure, sure, experience. Sure, sure. And but. I sometimes feel, and I, again, because I don't want to invalidate anybody's experience. Yeah. And I know that mine is very different from people that I've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are similarities, but specifically, if we're thinking about Africans. But there are sometimes, even when I 
see videos or memes or, you know, people do reenactments and skits and stuff like that. And I was like, is that, that's horrible if that's how your life was. But yeah. then I think about some of my cousins. That's how some of us grew up, man. It was, it was, it was bad. And yeah. so I don't, I mean, I think, well, that I, maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't respect us. It, to me, it always felt like we were, I wasn't considered. Mm. Like I wasn't what my thoughts and ideas they didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like the whole children are, are to be seen and not heard mm-hmm. thing was very, mm-hmm. very prevalent mm-hmm. in my household growing up, which you can only imagine got me in a whole lot of trouble because I'm not somebody who likes this to be told just to be quiet. not who you are. At all. <laughs> at the core of your at being. All, yeah. You know? um, and so it, it was surprising to me mm-hmm. how foreign the idea, and it made me a little sad. That like children are to be respected. Mm-hmm. There, there should there should be dignity in their interactions with their parents. Like that feels very um, obvious to me now, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a reality that I. Well, had. is it something that you believe? Yes. May- maybe in researching this, this is challenging. Maybe some beliefs that you might have had. Like, do you think that kids just deserve that? Respect. Absolutely. Certainly the dignity I yeah. hope, but that respect of like yeah being you know uh, making sure. Your concerns or your feelings yes. are being heard. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think in in respect to maybe how childism has what impacted me and mm. and in my childhood was that there was not a lot of that. Mm. There wasn't there, a lot of space. No, for that. Yeah. and there was a lot of. Moving, I know I didn't. Have it, so <laughs> a lot of moving and shaking without even considering how that could affect me, yeah. what that could do to you know my feelings about my home. Yep. Or what home looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, kind of just it, off the top of my head. How I feel about my person. Mm-hmm. You know, my body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, there are just like so many. privacy. Just certain. All of those things. Core, key, I, kind of being I a do, human yeah, being things. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like, and I think for a lot of us, we kind of, you know, you see a lot of memes or like threads poking fun about some of the traumatic things that we had to endure mm-hmm. as children. Mm-hmm. And as black people, a beautiful thing that we're able to do is, you know, laugh through our pain. Mm-hmm. But some a of blessing this, and a curse. Absolutely. In some, absolutely. I think especially in contexts like this. Absolutely. Yeah. But I know for a fact mm-hmm. a huge part of why being a parent was so important to me was because I wanted to do it differently. I see. I see. And actually, you 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 mentioned uh, the social media thing uh, mm-hmm. a few times, and I, I had actually you you uh, were talking about when you had uh, come across this on my story, yeah. And it was a really great TikTok that I came across. Um, her name is Miss Wright's Way, or that's her her handle on TikTok. So I'm gonna play it real quick because okay. I think this is pretty. Uh, it hits it on the nail. It hits on the nail, but I think it's pretty indicative. Or I, I, there's a word I'm looking for. I'm not finding right now. I think it does a good job of capturing how a lot of Black folk think of this. Okay. So that's why I'll, I'll play it real quick. So and then we can talk about it. Adults be like, I got hit as a kid. I turned out fine. But you're a people pleaser. You're emotionally inept. You operate in fight, flight, or freeze responses. You're engulfed in Stockholm syndrome. You have anger, jealousy, and insecurity issues. So prompt. I feel gives you anxiety. You date and surround yourself with abusers because you don't know how to properly identify abuse and you don't set any boundaries because yours were always violated and those who do set healthy boundaries, you perceive that as acts of disloyalty. Oh yeah. Perfectly fucking fine. <laughs> I like 
if there's nothing. What a, that's a mic drop, right? Period. Because that's how you see sometimes, and and you see it especially like uh, when I'm on Twitter, and the and these topics tend to come up. Like what what the UA usually plays out like on Twitter to be specific. You'll have some young black person, maybe they're, they're and a lot of times they're they're young parents or they're mm-hmm. just parents, and they're like, you know what, I'm going about raising my kids a different way. For example, I'm not spanking or right. beating my kids. Right. And then in the replies, you'll have all these people saying, "Oh well, I got hit, I got beat, sure. and I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm a Are big, I'm doing it." And that's I, that's why I love about when I came across this yeah. TikTok. I, I was mean, like, "I'm a little triggered oh, yeah. by that that video," and I'm just happy that I've been doing my own work. Your own before work. I have children. what was triggering? Well, the people pleasing and the right? not being able to set boundaries. So people telling you about yourself, right? That, I felt like, the same way for the time I heard it. All of it, all of it. But was mind like, you, so... I've never had any illusions about the fact that I turned out quote unquote fine. I wish I felt that way. Okay. And then so I mean, I'm not to say that I'm um on on the down and outs. Like, sure, sure, sure. But, but I, with their thing. I, I often imagine where I would be if I was if I hadn't spent the good part of the past four or five years of my having life to, having to unpack yeah, and yeah. you know what if I just was able to just be mm-hmm. and not having to contend with and kind of unravel these experiences I had as a child yeah. that's something I think about often what would that free up my mental Absolutely. space to be you know to be focusing on mm-hmm. and that's why I really appreciated Miss um, Wright's way. Uh, for that TikTok, because she just she told it how it is. I don't. I don't even. Do we need to talk? Anymore? <laughs> <laughs> just just wrap up the episode. Like, we done. we done. Yeah. But I but I think that that's something. I'm curious what your experience has been. Um, I I grew up in the burbs. I grew up around a lot of white folk. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that seems to be especially prevalent in our community. Mm-hmm. This belief that and black and brown. I'll mm-hmm. even extend it to our our brown uh, sisters and brothers. Of this idea that this very hierarchical, this very like kids not being respected, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even as far as some folks, you know, uh, hitting their kids, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like that's something that's just by far a lot more prevalent in black and brown families than in white families. At least in in when I've you know growing up around white white friends. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem like something that they were contending with because you would I would feel it when I went to their house, when I got invited for dinner or I got invited for a sleepover mm-hmm. at one of my white friends' house. And you could tell just by the way that their parents talked to them it was different. that it was a completely different dynamic. Right. And it's a it's an interesting thing to contend with at a young age because, mm-hmm. you know, you're maybe you're eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. You know something's different, right. but you don't have the language sure. to yeah. properly explain. Yeah. But you know that something's markedly different right. than what you got going on at home. Did you ever have experiences like that coming up where even in the moment you could tell like, whoa, not everyone is, is growing up or not everyone's home environment is it's the like same this. as mine? Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I didn't have many white friends when I was growing up. Okay. Or like non-black, was it any different if you had like Spanish or Asian friends or, Mm -mm. okay. Um, and we wasn't doing sleepovers until like high school. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like I had the suburban Yeah. I mean, I lived, I lived, I lived in, yeah, my, yeah, I lived in the Suburbs. Okay, just not a whole lot of white folk. No, okay, no, I mean, gotcha. I, I grew up in Yonkers, New York. It's, okay. It's, it's very black. Okay, okay. <laughs> and Hispanic, um, Latinx, you yep, mean. Yep, There. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know that there was a lot of representation 
for me to kind of see a difference okay. when it comes to you know engaging with other children um, because I was really I was largely engrossed in in my church. Got it. Um, and so. And I went to a Ghanaian Catholic church, so okay. we were kind of all essentially the same people. Yeah, and yeah. then when I went to school, I, of course I had friends in school, but I it's wasn't di- it's probably a little spending different time at that point, with them right? where I could see them engaging with their parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, or then in that, in that case, when did this um, come to light for you? Yeah. Or maybe you, do you feel like there is a difference then? Or, or, you, or are you saying that maybe you haven't been around enough white yeah, folk to I, know? There's no, I don't, I could, I would be speaking completely anecdotally okay, or like gotcha. hypothetically about I mean because you you see these things like in television with yeah. chil- like white children yeah. talking back to their parents and you know there's always a joke that black kids would never yeah like, and not just the never. negative thing because yeah that's always the joke yeah. like because yeah. yeah we know we could I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not even exaggerating when I said as a, a kid like I was afraid to even think some things because I was worried like my parents might hear that I had this thought and fucking, you know what I mean? Slap the shit exactly, out of me. Exactly. All of a sudden, you get a pop in the exactly. head. Like, what? Exactly. You thought I didn't hear what you just thought? Ex- yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. So I don't. I don't think that I have enough experience to say that there's a difference racially. Yeah. Um. Outside of like tropes yeah, that we've seen. Yeah. In in entertainment. But even in entertainment, that's what I was saying. That I, I think we always kind of land on that funny, uh, that joke. Right. But I think even the positive things, I feel like you even see sometimes see that in media or in movies. Mm-hmm. How if they're depicting a white family, um, maybe you're you're when there's a moment of conflict or a moment of crisis, you know the the white mom or the white dad, they're sitting down <laughs> and, and having a conversation yeah, with their yeah, kid. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a two way yeah. free flowing yeah. conversation. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not to say that that no that there's no black person who's had that experience. But I mean, if we're talking just in in general, right. I think a lot of black folk when they see that, they're like, whoa, it's it, it's foreign. Yeah, it's, it's like foreign. I wish I had that. Right. I right. didn't have right. that. You yeah, know? I think it wasn't until I was probably like 15, 16 mm-hmm. that the maybe the relationship between my mom and I changed started really to change a little bit. Yeah, okay, and she. I don't know what it was for her, and that's actually something that I would be really interested about, mm-hmm. um, where she seemed to, I don't know, maybe it was more of a trust thing. She trusted me more, and so there was more opportunity for conversation. Okay. But in, in my youthdom. In my youthdom. No. Yeah, nah, that no, wasn't. It was, it was sit down. That was Nobody story. Nobody asked you, why are you listening? You know, yeah, like the, all of those kinds yeah. of things. And I think I think one thing that um, it's not on the outline, but I think I think we're both well versed enough to kind of talk on it. You know, as I as I try and start thinking about why there might be that difference, mm, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with, and and this is something that um, we've referenced it so many times. So I think I hope at this point that you guys have watched this video. But there's this really great. Um, interview, not really a debate, it's really just an open conversation between James Baldwin and and Nikki Giovanni. And she talks about this, uh, where she talks about uh, just her frustration of not feeling supported um, by black men, particularly and especially in the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how what probably is happening, and and it it really, if we're being honest, it it, it probably is, Mm -hmm. is, you know, the black men go out in the world and they're being subjugated and being kind of um, dehumanized Absolutely. or emasculated yeah. in different in different ways. 
Um, so the only place where they do have an ability to exercise their power or their dominion, if you will, is at home. Yeah. And they do, by and large. Aggressively. You know? <laughs> um, and, 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 and that's specifically with, with fathers or black men. And I think with the black mothers, I think a lot of times what it is, and it's a term I've, I've heard um, my girlfriend Sheree, who's, um, who, who has a son, is is kind of that fear-based parenting. Oh, yeah. So I think for black moms, it's I'm going to be harsh and hard with you, especially maybe with their sons, especially. Mm-hmm. Even their daughters, too, but mm-hmm. their sons in a, in a different way. Well, any any uh, woman who was an oldest child, you, you it's a different kind of pain. No, it is. It is. Y'all have space. a different walk. That's yeah. my oldest sister, and yeah. she she will be the first to tell you <laughs> about that. Um, no, the old, the oldest daughter yeah. in black families, yeah. especially African families, you're like the third parent. It's disgusting. You're yeah. like mom light. Yeah, basically. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't ask for this motherfucker over <laughs> here. But, no, yeah. but... um, um uh, I think what you were getting at is that sometimes even with with women, you were yeah, with yeah. Women. I was saying, and I think the way that comes out with black mothers is is what I just said is is I'm going to be harsh with you yep. as a kind of a way to prepare you yep. for yep. the real world. Yeah, um, and, and I th- think that they're really doing a good job. I I think, and I I don't want to speak for doing a good job. How I'm curious what you mean by that. I think that they they to them it's like um, oh they think they're yeah, doing a good. It's job, like the, it's saying. like the best. Uh, Catch twenty two, maybe like I'm damned if I do. I'm damned I if see. I don't. I see. Um, and I rather even this may be painful for you now, but mm-hmm. it's going to prepare you in the future, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that's an adage you was here too. And by yeah. times, oh, this hurts yeah. me more than hurts oh, you. Oh Lord, as Go, you're take getting these weapons, as you're getting beat with a switch. <laughs> yeah, this hurts take, me more than it hurts take you. These weapons, then. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, and I think. And I, I wonder sometimes, and I love that we're in this space where, you know, mental health for maybe like the past three to five years have, mm-hmm. has been like a topic that's felt very It's freeing. out of the open yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's not in the shadows. And I wonder um, if our parents were afforded even even the notion of, like, I mean, this, this was came to fruition in 1975. Mm-hmm. My mother was born in 61. Yeah. My father was born in 57. Yep. I'm sure that they kind of experienced their own oh, traumatic yeah. childhood. Yeah, no, and for sure. And that was, this was not even considered. Like, no. we wouldn't even, you know, conceive of uh, abusing a child. You mean not feeding them? Like, yeah. when you think of abusing, yeah. Yeah. it's like, are you yeah. brutalizing them? Yeah. Are you not, you know, taking care of the bare necessities, those are the kinds of things that people first come to mind with. But it's like there's so many other things Where that impact your person yeah. that that can be considered abuse. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, speaking to our parents now, and probably they thought that they were doing better than how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, while this is something that I'm still tackling, tackling personally, and kind of reckoning with some of the things that I, I found issue with in my childhood, I'm also trying to be a, a bit compassionate and mm-hmm. kind of understanding of, especially in, in my situation, my mother was a single a single parent. Yep. Um, not, for, the, for the better part of... My of, life, yeah. 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 And didn't, had no anticipation or planning that that was going to be the case. Yeah. And she was raising a woman... Oh, a, a, a child all on her own. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, there two were, kids. At yeah, that. yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah eventually. You and, your brother, yeah. and then thankfully, like there were a tribe of other women who were there to support her. But 
when you marry a man and you have children with them, like that's not the goal. That's not the yeah, plan. Yeah, that's and, not how you drew things up. Yeah, and yeah. so like I I I know how hard my mom worked and how much she wanted to do for herself and for my brother and I. And sometimes that fell short. And I wasn't <laughs> an easy child growing up at by any means. But um, there are things that like definitely having this this definition and understanding this term now that I would want to talk to her about. The, yeah, to, to, to find out more. No, yeah. and I think that's a good point. I, I, I think that's a, a place I only recently arrived at wow. in, in, in regards to how I, I view my you've, folks. You've had a, a, a like, I, we've shared things about our childhood. Oh, yeah, for sure. There is a, a lot there for you mm-hmm. that I think you've been wanting to tackle in, mm-hmm. in, in conversation with your father in particular. Yeah. Um, and so I'm happy that you're at least here. Yeah, no, I mean, because I, I, what you said, I think, is just the the truth of it yeah. uh, is, and and that's why we you often hear us um, talk so often about breaking some of these yep. generational curses Absolutely. or or traumas. It's kind of the word I like to use more. The curse feels a little feels a little <laughs> wicked with yeah, West, you a know? little a little but no, witchcrafty. Yeah, but no, but I think because I, I I've also come to hear or learn more about my dad's. Uh, formative years oh, wow. okay. and kind okay. of what he was going yeah. through and, and you know so th- that's the thing unless unless there's either time or space and usually requires both yep. to sit with these things and interrogate them and think about them uh you're going to fall back to your default Absolutely. and your default is going to be how you were raised yep. you know if you don't have an opportunity to learn something different or if you don't take it upon yourself mm-hmm. to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, maybe think about going things a different way. Absolutely. Um, then it's just going to be the, the same thing. And I know? think a lot of our parents, for better or for worse, a lot of it was just survival. I don't, there was, oh, no, to them, for they sure. felt like there was no, and maybe that is that is the racial component. No, absolutely. Um, and Why people, by and large, don't operate from a space of survival. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so from a place of comfort. It's from a place absolutely. of... You know, being settled in themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that they don't contend with their own issues. Yeah, and but, everybody doesn't have that same privilege, yeah, yeah. regardless of their race. But by and large, yeah. I would agree with that sentiment. And I think when you are trying to make it <laughs> to the next day, mm-hmm. having conversations about your four-year-old's feelings about dinner is, is not, not about to talk about. No, no, this or even to entertain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, and it's exactly. interesting because a few minutes ago you 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 said uh, you brought up the the point that like if you you bring up the term abuse to like a black parent, right. They their mind might go to like, am I keeping them in a cage? Right. Am I like right. electric? It's gonna be the, the real most dramatic the, and like yeah, disgusting extreme, thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and not to say yeah. that those things aren't abused because they, they are. They, they, and they happen, are. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think it's really the stuff that is well before that that also we don't often hold space for or account for. Absolutely. And that's why I thought it was it was super interesting that um, Dr. Uh, Chester M. Pierce, a black man, also uh, coined the term microaggression. Mm. And I oh, think wow. that and I think that plays right into what we're talking about because there's many other ways that we dehumanize or that we don't treat children with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm that also really have uh, uh, an impact on, mm-hmm. on how they view themselves, Absolutely. how they view their place in the world, and ultimately the the young people and adults that they ultimately become. Right. Uh, it, there's a lot of stuff well south of, you know, the, the extreme forms of abuse mm-hmm. that can leave, that can also leave a very strong, lasting Absolutely. impact on, on your Absolutely. kids. 
Um, so yeah, there's your, there's your fun fact. I was like, okay, and it, and and you see how these things all tied together, right? You know, the, the how it's not always the the just sheer brutality mm-hmm. or just sheer mm-hmm. child abuse. Mm-hmm. There's all the, there's other there's other things that that um, impact that, and um, just to even go back a little further, um, that what kind of uh, got me started or, or thinking about this is I'd come across a, a tweet. Um, her handle is uh, underscore Jade Isabel. Um, and she just posed a question, you know, kind of how it happens on Twitter, just kind of put something out <laughs> on the void. She said, do y'all ever think about how terrible we treat children as a society, how prevalent adverse childhood experiences are? Mm. Um, and she she posted this at like two in the afternoon. And I think I came across it a day or two later. Okay. And 180,000 likes. Oh, my God. So you can see how how like how many people are kind of thinking the same thing, yeah. you know? Um, and and I'm just going to share some of the comments that stood out to me from that from that feed. Okay. One was um, from a person called Rob. says, growing up abused and hearing other people talk about their home experiences really terrifies me. Mm. It's like no one can get out without, tra- mm-hmm. without trauma. Um, and I responded to that, it's fucking sad. Because it, it, it just, yeah. it is, when you hear about it, and I, that certainly was my experience as I kind of grew into adulthood when, because, you know, as when, as a kid, all you know is what's in your four walls. Yep. You know, that's yep. kind of your world. Um, but I, I, I definitely agree with what Rob said in their tweet because that that's how I felt. It's like, it, it, it's just sad mm-hmm. that, like, that this is more common than it is rare yep. Yep. for people yep. to have adverse childhood experiences, uh, whether that's being... Um, sexually abused, mm-hmm. whether it's physical abuse, whether it's mental abuse, just all the different forms and all the different ways that this plays out, it seems like no one makes it out yep. without unscathed. unscathed. Yep. And and it's just, I, I it's just sad that that's kind of the reality we're in. Right. Um, and then someone gave a good example. This is uh, this person's name was Simone. Says no, let's talk about it because <laughs> we hold children to higher standards than adults. Mm. They're not allowed to break things. They're not allowed to be upset. They always have to do what they're told. They're not allowed to express themselves. Like, who thought that was okay? Yeah. Um, and when you see it like that. When you see it written out like that and spelled out that way, it it's, you know, it seems really obvious, but this is what is happening in so yeah. many homes, even as we speak. Because I guarantee you, like, if you were at home and your mom dropped a plate, She's not going to get a beating. No. But if I broke a plate, it's like the, At five. the, the end of the world. Yeah. No, Why did exactly. you give me a glass plate, crazy lady? <laughs> Why are you giving me porcelain? What made you think I could, Why? I could be in Target the care? Why? Target sells 50-cent <laughs> plates. Give me a fucking plastic plate. That's such a good you know way to what I'm saying? Like it. It, But it's, it's so interesting because uh-huh. people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to make even more mistakes? People who just fucking got here. Yeah. <laughs> who are just figured out, you know, barely figured out how to walk. Like two, uh, three years ago, they were just learning how to put one foot in front of the next, wow. but we're holding them to these very adult standards. Un- just completely unrealistic. And not even adult standards, just unrealistic yeah. standards of anyone. And, yeah. and we don't very rarely, if ever, um, were many of us afforded grace. No. Something we talked that no. probably if we were going to make t-shirts for <laughs> our... Grace's space would definitely be Grace's shirt. space would be our, our shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we, we don't do that At often all. for kids. They, 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 they have to tote a very 
fine line. Anything they do that's that's uh, deviating from that is quickly. Maybe you just told us that you were afraid to think things. Yeah, no, for real, man. Because you know, these things might be my head. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just gonna not even have the thought. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how that's how real it is yeah. for some for some people yeah. in in how they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do, so with all this said, I think we've been kind of been talking about it here and there. But mm-hmm. do you feel? I, I think we hit on it a little while ago. Yeah. Do you feel like you were a victim of that? I mean, I know I was, but I'm just wondering. You know. Yeah, I think. Yes. Or, in, or maybe a better question is: In what ways did that come up for you in my life? Yeah, as you look back, yeah. in what ways did did childism kind of manifest for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I shared a little bit before, but um, the respecting my thoughts, my ideas, mm-hmm. there was no space for me to even share them. So were really. there times where maybe you you weren't comfortable with something your mom had said you had to do or oh, something yeah. you had to, like, do you have example? Like, can you think yeah. of, like, oh, anything that stands even, out? I think, and this is, this is really interesting, and I think I've shared on this podcast before that I was sexually assaulted when I was mm-hmm. um, a young child. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my mom that I didn't want to go to that babysitter's house anymore. Mm. How, how old were you? Uh, seven? You first seven. grade. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe like six first or, or seven. second. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, no, it was definitely first grade. First grade, grade. okay. Yeah. Um, and... You, did you, had you shared... And mind you, before we even keep going, I, I you know, uh, I... And maybe, th- yeah, maybe this will, maybe I'll, I'll make sure I include that um, yeah, on the, the in the beginning. And, but just before we go any further, mm-hmm. f- always know that you only have to share what you're going oh, to Oh yeah, share. for sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, I've definitely come to a better place about this that, part of that my experience, life. experience, yeah. Um, so no, I never told my mom when I was younger mm, what happened. Okay. I actually I didn't tell her till like maybe three years ago. Oh, yeah. okay. So at the time, she didn't know no, what it no. was. She I didn't just, know why maybe you didn't want to right. go there. She just, I just remember telling her that I didn't want to go okay. there. Anymore. Okay. And okay. She didn't have any place else for me to go. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I remember it wasn't mm-hmm. until I left that school that that person was still babysitting me. Mm-hmm. And so I was still kind of um, not, I, it, it wasn't like a long, the abuse wasn't happening long term. Yeah. But I was still in a space with somebody who yeah, had taken advantage who had, of me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think in that particular um I wish she would have asked why I didn't mm. want to go or um, Do you feel like you would have had the language at seven to to, not. to to fully explain or no. you know? No. No. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and like so many sexually, sexual victims or like sexually harassed or sexual. sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. um, rape victims, like you feel like it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I did, I like, not that like I asked for this person to touch me inappropriately, yeah. but I did a bad thing too. Mm. And I don't want to get in trouble for doing this bad thing. I see. I so see. I'm not going to tell my mom. Yeah. yeah. Especially once you add on the layer of like religion and the ideas oh, yeah. of morality. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, all that but like there. I was seven. So yeah. I wasn't even thinking about all of that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No, it I was just you. like, oh no, th- maybe this wasn't supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. I can't tell my mommy that I did this because mm-hmm. she's going to be mad at she's me. She's going to think I did something right. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was probably a, a I, I don't think I would have ever told her. And growing up, like I, I think I repressed that feeling for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, that's a space where it was like 
and again, I, I know it was survival for her because if we get out of school at 1.30 Someone's got to watch she's you. She's not home yeah, till she's whenever working or, yeah. this person is willing to watch me. You're going to have to suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I know you might not think they're the your right. funnest person, right. Right. but right. someone's got to watch exactly. you. You know, exactly. seven-year-old Nana. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or, I imagine is how maybe those oh, conversations yeah. I'm might sure. have gone. I, there was no conversation. It was just like, well, you're, you're going. And okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. And I think for, I think that is what... I remember uh, most from growing up, it was just uh, it was just very hierarchical. I think mm-hmm. is the word. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad kind of calling the shots. His way or the highway. Yeah. yeah, there was very little, if ever, any margin for something being different than what he, he wanted, wanted. Okay. or how he expect or his expectations. Mm-hmm. It was always him very clearly kind of dictating what things were going to be, mm-hmm. and. You either fell in line, you either did that, mm-hmm. or you were going to come up against a lot of grief. Yeah. Or cause yourself yeah. a lot of grief. Yeah. Um, and that was it. There was no kind of like... You never pushed, there you was, never tried no, to... No, I, I didn't because I saw what happens if you did. And okay. that, that's the route my brother went. Got my it. brother, between the three of us, uh, seems like the, the, <laughs> the, the script for middle children. Uh-huh. Um, was very much the one who would often push Got up it. against that. Yeah. But then my 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 dad and my mom would just come down on him. Yeah. You know, it was kind of that uh, we didn't touch on it, um, or or I brought it up earlier about saying like why we think some of these things might be so prevalent for us, especially as Black folk. I think the other elephant in the room is slavery. Oh yeah. And when we think about, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't come up. Yeah, yet. yeah. no, and and if we think about not not to say that that's even an experience that me or my people had because it's not. Right. You know, I I was born in Kenya. And, my whole, I, I don't know if I told you I did a 23 in me. Uh-huh. You're black as fuck? Yeah, just 100%. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a relief. A full hundred? Full hundred percent. Wow. Untainted I didn't and untouched. Even think... <laughs> by, I didn't think that was even an option. By the Jacobian bloodline. Dr. Yes. Listen, <laughs> Dr. Umar, stay the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> um... But no, uh, so so even though that's not a part of my family's sure. story or anyone in my lineage, mm-hmm. um, at least directly, um, I still think that also shows up in a lot of ways. Sure. Because when you think of just the way that some, some black folk brutalize their children physically or the way that they speak to them, mm-hmm. I you know, I don't think it's a big leap to say that some of these things might be vestiges from from a time and space when we were also brutalized in that way. And that ties right to what Nikki Giovanni was Mm -hmm. saying. It's like you kind of, you know, the boss yells at dad, the dad yells at mom, mom yells at the kid, the kid yells at the dog. Like there's always a... Somebody has to be there to be there. Yeah, yeah. Or else it just just cascades down, you know what I mean? Um, So I think think some of that kind of brutality, because that's really the word, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's an exaggeration to use that word, I think some of that also has to do with that, yeah. of just the space that we were in for hundreds of years. Absolutely. And we were in that space longer than we've been out of it. Yes. So Which I think I don't think people recognize. Fully, fully recognize or acknowledge. So I think we're still, you know, I used the word unpacking earlier. We're still doing that yeah. in mass or like as a people, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's safe to say that applies throughout the diaspora, whether or not you uh, were 
of whether or not you or your family were victims of of shadow slavery mm-hmm. as it played out in the Americas. Mm-hmm. Even on the continent, yeah. we had to contend with colonialism, colonialism and, yeah. and and white people are still very much um, placing a, putting us in a place of uh, of subjugation mm-hmm. uh, in our own countries. You know yes. what I mean? So we also have our own traumas that that have to do with that. So I think all of these things are factors that we might not always, especially not in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. certainly not be thinking about, but I think play out or, sure. or have an effect on that. Um, but just to get back to your question, I think that's why I didn't go that route because okay. I saw I saw the energy like <laughs> of what doing that yeah. would, would, would mean for me. Yeah. Um, so my energy for a lot of my, especially like my preteen and teenage years, um, was just to put my head down, do what I got to mm. do because I knew that the light at the end of the tunnel was college. Yeah. Okay. I knew all okay. I gotta do get to, get to senior year, and I'm and I'm running like I'm getting the fuck out of here, oh. and I'll be good. That was it. I was just like, I was like, it's not even worth the smoke that Lamech, my brother's yeah. going through. I'm good on that. Yeah. I'm just gonna do what I gotta do, or do what I'm told to do. Right. Keep appease, keep these motherfuckers happy, <sighs> and then as soon as I hit 17, 18, I'm out, and I never have to think about this again. You know what I mean? What I hadn't accounted for at 12 or 13 uh-huh. was that the 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 struggles, the trauma, the pain wasn't going to end at, when, you when I got my diploma yeah. high school year. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, you know, yeah. me being kind of naive. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, once I leave, I, I don't not, I won't have to deal with any of yeah. this yeah. when it's been the exact opposite absolutely. where I've absolutely had to deal with kind of the ramifications of growing up in that environment mm-hmm. in, in in a lot of the ways that Ms. Wright's way was talking about. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. when you said you felt triggered, you know, talking about, you know, not being able to um, be good about boundaries, yeah. something I struggled with for the longest while yeah. up until very recently. Um, and, you know, and a lot, of the, a lot of the other things that she named on there, all things that I've struggled with, anxiety mm-hmm. being a big one. Um, for the longest while, I couldn't really quite pin where my anxiety was, was from. coming from. And in a lot of in a lot of kind of long conversations with with my therapist Edna was really the source of this was probably that feeling in my house of not knowing never feeling like you knew, especially particularly with my father, what your action would what would like, cause yeah, or what yeah, would result in. Yeah. So you're just always in this hyper vigilant kind of like you know, on eggshells, basically, because God forbid I fuck up or God forbid I do something wrong, I'm going to have all this wrath and fury coming down my way. You know what I mean? Um, And 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 Dr. Dr. Pierce talks about that. Um, There's a there's a quote here. I'll read real quick. He says, in childism, the child victim is put on the defensive. Mm -hmm. He is expected to accommodate himself to the adult aggressor and is hardly ever permitted to initiate action or control a situation. And that's that's it. Yeah. That's what it is. That's that that's it that's that feeling like you're always on edge of like, damn, I don't wanna fuck up. I don't yeah. wanna fuck up. I don't yeah. wanna fuck up. I don't wanna, you know, I don't want my dad to be upset. I don't want my mom to be upset. Um That sounds exhausting. It is. And you don't and you don't think of it as exhausting when you're in it, because sure. when you're in it, you're in that Survival alert. Yeah, yeah, basically. So it's not until, and this is this is what ended up being my story. 
It's not until you're well outside of it mm-hmm. that, and when you look back on it with a critical eye mm-hmm. that you're able to identify what effect that had on you, mm-hmm. on your on your physical body, on your mind, on your spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 he brings up that that microaggression um, uh, term here again in, in another quote that I'll share while we're on this uh, part here. He says the vehicle for most adult action is microaggression. The child is not rendered a gross brutalization, as we've been talking mm-hmm. about, but is treated in such a way as to lower his self-esteem, dignity, and worthiness by means of subtle, cumulative, and unceasing adult deprecation. Mm. And and yeah, that that's what it is. And and you know, with this whole while, this this whole conversation we've been having up to this point has been very targeted on the experience at home mm-hmm. but this doesn't just apply oh, no. at home teachers, this is teachers coaches coaches yeah uh, at church yeah. you know oh, in, my God. in in all of yeah. the spaces yeah. where yeah. you are under the whether it's the tutelage or the supervision or the guardianship of an adult mm-hmm. this can play out absolutely you know it's not just in the house yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely like they're they're while you were sharing the experience that you were having specifically with your with your dad um, there were elements of that in my life, also with my father, <laughs> but because we okay. didn't live together, it, was, a little it was just like, let me just get through this weekend. Got it. For you, it was just a weekend yeah. you had to get by. Let yeah. me just get through. Because I, my father and I are very similar. Okay. He's a very um, emotional person. Mm-hmm. And so... I wish I could have met him. I do, know. too. I think he would have really enjoyed you. Yeah. 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 And I feel similarly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um... And I think where, if I remember, you were saying like your in your your childhood was very structured. Yes, super. Yeah, you knew where and when to be. You kind of, and like even with you with you sharing right now, you knew what to do to kind of stay in the good graces. Yes, of, stay in bounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I because I was the oldest, um, and even though Lamech is. The middle child. Mm-hmm. I think I was. I, I'm more Lamechish. Okay. Okay. And so I definitely tried it when I I push back. Oh rebel. yeah, I try to assert myself in any way that I could. Okay. And it's funny because I am his daughter. Like that is who he is. Yes. And yes. so and that would we would get into like really nasty conversation. Okay, okay. And then he would just shut it down because that's he's my parent. Okay. And, it, you know, sometimes it was a pow-pow. Sometimes it was a, uh, yeah. a grounding yep. of some sort. Yep. Um, but it, it felt, I there was no, for me, there was no predicting mm. what he was going to be upset about. And to me, that's scarier. Yeah. Because if I don't know what yeah, not to do, if I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going to trigger you. you or... laugh when I talk about mm. whatever crazy thing I did in school. But then or I do it again you're and now you're. I, you know, stood my ground and then mm-hmm. I do it at home and mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, this is not the place. Yes. And it's like, yes. well, <laughs> where did you just mm-hmm. congratulate? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like I never, there was never, there was no safety even in that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was like, you're completely erratic. Like, there's no what. Sorry, pick a lane. Like, yeah, you know that whole yeah. kind of thing. Like, what, 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 which side of this yeah. are you on? Yeah, but that that is very, um, yeah, it's very disorienting yeah. as a, as yeah. a kid. Um, and I remember that. I, you know, I don't remember a lot of, like, I don't remember exactly how I felt in mm-hmm. all of these moments. Mm-hmm. But you knew it was there. I knew it was there. Just that, like that, and 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 I, and I'm I'm 
fairly convinced that that's probably the root of a lot of the anxiety that I've con- that I've struggled with mm. in adulthood. I think a lot of it was born it was born in from being in that environment. Yeah, no, sounds. Um, and I know some of this they they think might also be kind of genetic because I know like for example my grandfather also struggles with anxiety. Oh wow, okay. Um, um, so I you know I, I I imagine some of it might be an element of that, but mm. I think a lot of it. Uh, maybe was exasperated sure, by the sure, kind of environment sure. that that um, that I grew up in. Um, yeah, yeah. It, when you when you really kind of think about it, um, yeah. Just like I said earlier, and uh, when I replied to that tweet, it's just it's just sad. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's it's. Hef- I think another reason why you kind of see the jokes and the memes and and that kind of thing is like it's it's hard to carry a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like remembering it. This is not fun. Mm-hmm. It, it oh, there's one thing black folk gonna do. It's gonna it's gonna make something yeah. traumatic funny. And you and sometimes that's it's been that's a matter of survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you know it's and and then like you said, while it is devastating, because I you see so many of these these threads, and it's like, did we all live in a fucking like? How did we all live have in the same, the same house? experience? Right? You know, yeah. Down yeah. to like the same bedding. Yeah. How did we all our grandma? How do we have, have that bedding? purple and green comforter? <laughs> From the um, mid nineties, right, and so it's just like you know, it's it's also a little uh, humbling. Maybe it's not the right word, but you kind of you know that you're not alone in this space. While you would you would hope that this isn't such a common experience for people, it is kind of nice to know that like there is community even in in the even in the pain. Trauma. Even in, no, it's I true. Like, that- I don't know. No, yeah. but that's still that's still a thing. Yeah. You know, people who have been the victims of all forms of different yeah. abuse yeah. often, you know, whether it's uh, group sessions mm-hmm. like that, there's mm-hmm. healing in that. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. healing in that. Yeah. There's healing in that. Mm. Um, there's there's what was the point you just brought up that I wanted to. Um, sure. Yeah. What, what I think we often don't account for. In our attempts, like kind of like that black mother uh, approach of like, I'm going to be hard on you so the world Mm -hmm. isn't uh, or so that you get used to how the world is. I think what we don't account for is that maybe what we really should be doing is making our homes Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. most the safest places, Mm -hmm. the most comfortable places. Mm -hmm. Maybe what we should be focusing on is creating a reprieve for our children. Absolutely. From a world, especially as black boys and girls um, and just black children, regardless of gender, um, that we aren't always and often aren't afforded Mm -hmm. once Mm -hmm. we leave Mm -hmm. our front door. Yes. Um, So why not let the world be trash? Why, 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 why do that why inflict that pain and trauma ourselves? Yeah. And especially in a, in a place that's supposed to be a safe space. Yes. It's kind of, you're hustling backwards, you know? And, Period. I, and I don't think that black parents often think of it Absolutely that way. Not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I, I even, and in, in, I was thinking while you were, while you were sharing, like apologies. Oh! Ap- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Yo, I probably, so I've probably heard both my mom and father combined apologize in my whole entire life. I'm sure it is not more than ten to fifteen times, like total. Yeah. And I'm giving them. I'm giving. I gave them a good buffer. I yeah. put a lot on top. Yeah. I I don't think it's more yeah. than that. I mean, def- now even even in adulthood, for me, really? I don't know for you, but even adulthood, I think one time there was. I remember. I don't remember exactly what it was. There was something my mom had said. It was it was somewhere within the past couple of years. There's something my mom had said that just pissed me the fuck off. Sure. 
And basically, we were doing, having a phone conversation. I didn't boof on her. I didn't hang up on her. Uh-huh. But I was like, I just, I just don't, I'm, I don't want to talk anymore. Right. So I'm going to go. Uh-huh. And I hung up. Okay. And uh, I think that a day or two later, she, I think it was either WhatsApp or she called me and apologized. Okay. And I remember being so, I was shocked. Uh-huh. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know you were capable. <laughs> Like you, you, you're showing out right here. You're so ridiculous. You know, and I and I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but but no, no even I, I'm sure that, plenty of people yeah, will, will relate like to that. Absolutely. An apology yeah. from a black parent yeah. is is a that's a that's a that's a gift from the high heavens. Literally a gold medal. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a yeah. thing. Yeah. If you got an apology yeah. from your black father or mother, they must have really fucked up and or felt a, like they did. And not a come eat. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. But I am sorry that I did this thing, and I hope to never do it again. Exactly. Like it's a that's you're hard pressed to come across that. That is something my mother and I we have a very drastically different relationship now. So you've gone to a place where that's there. All right, that's beautiful. That's nice. But as a as a child, yeah, that you that's so I think you kind of. Bringing it back to the video that you shared, the TikTok that you shared, where you think you're fine or you're out of the house and now I can be my own person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, all of these things are kind of tethered to you. And so when your partner or your friends even, your platonic Mm -hmm. friends, mistreat you, Mm -hmm. but they lend you their clothes mm-hmm. or they buy dinner yep. that you think that that's this yep. is love this yep. is this is care yep. because your parents is the same things that's to you exactly and this is, is something i know i've seen so many times on the internet mm-hmm. how how black parents quote unquote apologize it is mm-hmm. always in a here's here's your plate or <laughs> yeah, I, I made you, you your favorite food or, or you know something don't get me wrong these are tokens great and but that is not an apology no it's not what I really need is that apology right yeah, that, the, that that conversation that that safety at home yes because when I go to school I may not see that yes when I'm engaging with new people in the world I may not see that but mm-hmm. I should know what it feels like to be mistreated and have somebody care about those feelings Absolutely. and apologize for the actions that they you know Absolutely. what I'm saying like so that is something I, I agree with you a thousand percent where for me it's like it's um I don't like how do you how do you prepare without the fear like how do you have the police conversation or the sex like um yeah the no sexual you, assault took, conversation. you took the thought out of my mind how do you have all of those things without putting fear into your children and then letting them know it's okay for you to be scared yeah no and not just that but like what precedent are you setting if okay. that's that's yeah. and, and you're right, that was a good point. But I think the way the place I was going with what mm-hmm. you just said is what precedent are you setting about what they should expect right. of how to be treated by other people outside of the house? Yep. Yep. If you if the precedent that you've set is that you can be brutalized, you can be disrespected, you don't need to be treated with dignity, how can I possibly have the muscle to Defend. demand that yeah. for myself yeah. out in the world? Yeah. I can't. I'm ill-equipped to do that. You're not showing me any of that here. No. In the place I I lay my head every day. You know? And it's like... So these are the things when, like, when thinking about the hopeful family that I will have. Mm -hmm. Like, I recognize... How does this all play in? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. How do do I... How do I break these generational Mm -hmm. traumas? Mm -hmm. How how do I... Because I, I... While... There were things in my in my childhood that were dramatic from both of my parents, yeah, quite frankly. Yeah. 
I've I've always appreciated what the way that my mother raised me because I understood how hard it was for her to do to get me to where I okay. am today. Okay. Um was it perfect? No. Was there room for improvement? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But there is definitely an appreciation. And I've always said that, like, if I could be a quarter of my mom, I would be a good mom. You'd be, you'd be doing a thing. I'd be doing yeah. a thing. But now I'm wondering, there are a lot of things that she instilled in me that I would probably leave out mm-hmm. when rearing my own children. Like, well, like what, are, what are some things that come to mind? Um, I mean, just... And I and I want to continue to say this because it's I think it's so important for the self-esteem mm-hmm. of your child for them to know that what they say matters. Mm-hmm. Their thoughts matter. Absolutely. Their ideas matter and that they're supported. Mm-hmm. Now, can we like, you know, mold them a little better? Sure. But I think it's it, it's so imperative that children feel like they're able to to, you know, dream, reach the stars or whatever, Absolutely. you know, those little phrases are and like not because they're written on a poster, but because people are going to care I about the things that you my, say. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think my mom could have done a, a better job of making because I I know now that maybe prior to the last two or three years of my life, there was, I was walking this world very defensive, Mm -hmm. incredibly defensive Mm -hmm. because I, I felt as though people were going to challenge me everywhere that I went and that my thoughts were going to be challenged. My ideas were going to be challenged, Mm -hmm. whether or not I was an expert in the field or that I birthed something from the ground that, somebody's going to have something to say about it or tell me that it's stupid or that it isn't worth it or a waste of my time because I feel like that's what I heard when I was growing up. I see. I see. You know so you've saying? kind of been carrying that and a just thousand percent. being on edge, basically. Yeah. And because... Fight that fight or flight yes. we're talking and, and about. Or that, that Miss Wright's way talked about. I'm not, I'm not you where I'm going to keep my head down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna buck. Oh, I'm bubbling inside. No, no. <laughs> Believe me, the fire's right. there. Right. But no, I hear you. We all, we all found different things. ways yeah, to yeah, cope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And again, that is where I found a lot of... I found myself in a lot of trouble. And then also... A lot of resentment because now I'm doing things to show you that I can do it as opposed to just doing this thing that I really said that I wanted to do. You know what I'm as saying? As opposed like, to just being an organic yeah. thing. Yeah. It's an opposition. Exactly. To, and that yeah. that still, that like rids it of joy. Absolutely. Like it's not even a Absolutely. like why now? It's not the, the best space to be no. doing anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that is definitely a space where I wish she could have done a better job and moving forward when, when if and when when I have children mm-hmm. is going to be something that I know is going to be fundamental in their rearing. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, has this conversation or just kind of when you've sat and thought about everything we've been talking about mm-hmm. uh, for the past hour or so, does this kind of impact your decision about whether you even want to have kids? Is that, is that a thought that's crossed your mind? Cause I know it certainly has for me yeah. um, as I've been kind of unpacking a lot of stuff from my own childhood. It's made me think, feel not ill-equipped. I don't want to go that far, but it just made me feel like maybe at least until I do some more and, and kind of get to a real good place myself, sure. maybe this isn't the best space for me to be having mm-hmm. a kid mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. That certainly might change in the future, but I'd be lying if I said that kind of the my own childhood trauma hasn't of impacted or made me think about whether or not I even want to have kids. Because wow. I think it's out of a fear of 
not, yes, I've done an incredible amount of work and, and, and spent time trying to heal from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I worry or fear that, like, who knows what's left around yeah. that might not be activated until have I have an 8, 9, 10-year-old yeah. who's, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. trying my whole entire life. Yeah. And now maybe <laughs> I'm now doing the same things yeah. that were done to me. And that's yeah. decidedly not how I want to approach being a, a father someday. Um because I, I think you you shared kind of what you would bring or what you would want to change. I think for me, it would be a sense of autonomy mm-hmm. because that's something that I didn't have at all. At yeah, all, yeah. just a sense of of freedom of thought, freedom of expression, freedom of movement. Um, I think those are all things that I would want to afford uh, my children if and when I have kids. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the biggest thing. Because that's something that I had to learn as a young adult mm-hmm. about the idea of autonomy, and I didn't. And I didn't learn it in a healthy way. I learned it in a very you, like you like we're just saying the opposition. Yeah. It was like, all right, bet I'm out the house now. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm a party hard. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna you know, boom. I, now women are in. The, women have entered the <laughs> chat. I'm gonna be crazy and wild with that too. Like yeah. I just was just. Reckless. Yeah. When I look back, yeah. like my early twenties, late teens, early twenties, like I was, I was wilding, mm-hmm. and I don't think that I think a lot of that wilding energy was me Repressed. feeling free, yeah. Yeah. me feeling yeah. free for the yeah. first time in my yeah. life. So I was like a kid in a candy store, mm-hmm. just I'm gonna eat it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't want that to be my future kids' energy whenever Absolutely. they are ready to leave the house, mm-hmm. where they feel like they are now needing to do the most mm-hmm. because they didn't get a chance to enjoy any level of autonomy while they were young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To funny enough, I know, I remember growing up, and I think I shared this either in our marriage episode or mm-hmm. in our independent women episode, that like child being a mother was never something was always something that I knew I wanted to do. It was, Got it. Was Even from a young question. age. You were Absolutely. like, yep, I'm definitely yeah. going to be a team mom yeah. someday. No, okay. not a team mom or teen mom. Team. Team. Okay. Team. Not team. <laughs> well, you're well out of that. Right. You, you right, came right. out unscathed. I definitely, yes. I've definitely passed that part of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. Mm-hmm. It w- hasn't been until lately where I've been doing some of this work that not that the idea of being a parent has shifted mm-hmm. but i know now i think i had a very romantic idea of what motherhood would be for me um and now i think seeing you know some of my sisters have children and um i have cousins who have kids yep, now like yep, this is not Play, play. This no, is not, this is just real life, man. This is not, you know, it's not something I take lightly. Yeah, yeah no. no. And so I think for me, the the yearning and the love and the idea of being a mother is still very, very real to me. I think I kind of like you. There's no rush. <laughs> I'm mm. I'm willing to wait. Um, and until I'm in a better space as an individual, hopefully I will be partnered with somebody who also wants to have children. Yeah, ideally. Um, Especially if that's no, if that's what you know you want. Yeah, yeah, because for a long time it was like, oh, if I had to do this by myself, I could do no, it. Don't do and that. I don't. don't do that, that is that is that is not something you will ever hear it, me say. It's not again. an ideal no, environment no, for a kid to grow. Absolutely up not. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially, like I said, 
kind of un- unpacking, I think that's the word for, for mm-hmm. this episode, mm-hmm. unpacking some of my feelings about my relationship with my dad and, mm. you know, and how if he was more active, even though he was very present in my life. Um, present and active are, are not the same thing. That's true. Those are two different that's things. True. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what would I, I don't know what I would, what I, I don't know what I would call it mm. then. Because you're right. They are very, very different words. Mm-hmm. But I knew my daddy. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm trying to yeah. say. You, you weren't like, your your experience wasn't like single mom, not yes. knowing who your dad yes. is, dad not being yes. in the picture at all. Yes. It yes. wasn't that. It was not yeah. that. It yeah. was not that. Yeah, which is um, some, which is a lot of people's a, a experience, very unfortunately. Real re- yes, a, yeah. a, absolutely a reality. Um, but yeah, so I just want, I wonder who I would be if, you know, my parents stayed together mm-hmm. or if my dad was more active. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, and I and I want, I think, for me, even though if, you know, push came to shove, I, I know that I could do it. I also know and I can see the benefit within my friends who have had um, – Two parent households, mm-hmm. or even, or not necessarily maybe two parent in, in the house the entire time, but parents who enjoy each other. Even that. <laughs> and the space. Like, I changes. think that that's a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. really big deal. That's why sometimes I know, I know, you know, the energy is always like anti divorce. Sometimes that might be the best possible thing truly, you could do. Truly, that way, truly, your, truly. that way your kids aren't growing up in an environment where they saw their parents hate each other or. Or dislike each other, Absolutely. or you know, kind of Absolutely. be. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's massive. Mm-hmm. The notion of staying together for the children is selfish. It is, and it has nothing it to do with the kids. It is. It, it is, doesn't. and you're doing more you, harm than good. If you spoke to them kids, they probably would have told you, <laughs> "Y'all can split up because this yeah, is toxic as fuck." It is, and this is uncomfortable. I don't like it. No, I don't like it here. No, no I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't. So, and this is that's another thing when you when you are seeing issues in your. Like, a family is not just the parents. It's everybody involved. It's all of the children. You it know is, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when there are life-changing situations that are happening, it is important to to have their input. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that that's, to me, I, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's so important for, for kids to feel like they have a voice. Uh, one of my sorority sisters, um, she has a six-year-old. Okay. And uh, we have, like, a weekly sisterly chat. Nice. And Morgan is at every call. She's That's the, her daughter? Yeah. Okay. She's the seventh member. Okay. And okay. I know how my week, like, girl, just go sit down and read a book <laughs> or draw. And I love it. Okay. I love, not, and, you know, like, because you always used to hear, like, stay out of grown folks' business. And, of course, she can't, like, she has AirPods, so she's not listening yeah, to what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, But I love that, like, she's intrigued yes. and she feels comfortable being in a phone. Yes. I would have been, like, what? Literally, when guests would come to my house, I would go to my room. Oh, same. I remember those days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's... No. These people came to visit the family. I'm yeah. a part of the family. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. So, I just love... As she speaks her mind. She's, like... She's just brilliant. She's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite people right nice. now. But nice. at six. At six, yes. I, I yes. don't think that I had that self-awareness at six. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so... No, that's why I said... It's something I, 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 I mentioned at the top of the episode... You know, and I think that's a good point. I, I often imagine, you know, like, for example, who who might you have been yeah. if you grew up like Morgan? Yeah. You know, so I think that's what I think that's the insidious thing that we do or the insidious thing about childism is I think it, it in a lot of ways really kneecaps just really like 
stymies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. growth for children into being their fully formed Absolutely. and expressed and actualized selves because that because what it teaches them is it teaches them to be small. Yep. And Say, yes. It, and 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 I don't think that's something we need to be doing uh, for our children, period, regardless yep. of background, ethnicity, or race. Mm-hmm. But I feel like especially so for us as black Absolutely. folk, the world makes us feel small in so Every many <laughs> other different ways. We don't need to be doing that to our own yeah. next Back generation. Back to what you said about this being the safest space for you, the where you can be your fullest self. If, if you can't do that at home, you cannot expect me to go into the world no. being this this holy, full no. individual. No it's way. impossible. No way. It's impossible. No way. So, yeah, definitely cutting us at the knees. Yeah, yeah. no, in a lot of ways. And that's why um, someone said this on, on that thread I had mentioned earlier. Um, her, her name is Kelly. She says, uh, my whole main motto in life is be who you needed as a kid. Mm. Like, if I do that, if I'm an adult kids I know can come to and trust and I can make life better for, um, th- yeah, make better for the next kids in any ways, I'll die happy. Period. And I think that's been my energy too. Is yeah. like it, Just even with myself, not even as I think of myself as a, as a future father or parent, just with myself. Be, be who I needed when mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. five, when mm-hmm. I was eight, when I was nine, when I was 12, when I was 15. You know, be that version of Obed, yeah, and 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 kind of in a in a, in a way gift that to myself, yeah. You know, relieve myself of yes. some of that. Yes. So I think if if you can get to a good place where you can do that for yourself, I think that certainly extends downward whenever you whenever it's time for you to be a parent, in a and just approaching it that way. Yeah. You know, be yeah. who you need as or, a kid, or in any like I have a Morgan. Yeah, or just kids around. Yeah, don't have to be yours. No, you're right. That's a good reminder. It doesn't have to be just a parent kid relationship. For me, like growing up, my godmother was the one person that I know. If I wanted to talk to somebody, she would listen to me. Mm -hmm. So we, growing up, we had a really beautiful relationship. Okay. And she is somebody that I always wanted to mirror my life behind even though she's not married and doesn't have children. Like, I didn't want that part, but I love... But there's parts of her story that you like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I I wanted to be her. I thought I was going to be her. Yes. Um, And a huge part of that was because she listens to me. Mm. Just something that simple. That's it. Imagine. That is it. Now, did she always agree? And did she... No, it's it's just the listening, feeling like you're heard, feeling like your voice matters. That is it. That's such a powerful thing for any human. And I feel like especially kids... Especially kids, because they, they often got, yeah. don't feel that way. This shit even applies at school. Yes. Where well, yes. you have those teachers yes. who don't let you speak or don't let you uh, kind of... that's Talk why out I'm, of turn yeah. or whatever, like, protocol the, is. That's why when I look back at, like, just, just while we're on this quick school tangent, my favorite teachers, when I look back, mm-hmm. were always the teachers where I felt like class was a conversation. Yes. It, yes, we were still very much learning whatever the subject material yeah. was. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, my AP U.S. history teacher, okay, uh, AP. Mr. Cotter. Um, and we had him, uh, I think it was over the course of two years, actually, that course was. But I always loved coming and, showing, and coming to that class because we would always have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was a two-way conversation between us and him. Mm-hmm. Um, him maybe saying something, uh, like a point of maybe it was a historical thing that happened. And then 
maybe one of us in class challenging that. Sure. And him being like, oh, that's interesting. You know, just that energy. Those are always were my favorite yeah. teachers coming up. No, a thousand percent. Um, and and it, it, the same way these were your favorite, your adults. Like mm-hmm. when you think of your godmother, mm-hmm. you know, these things seem small to, to, to maybe especially to us as adults, I think where some of us are so far removed or if we're not actively thinking about our childhoods, we might not remember how much something that small might resonate or Absolutely. last with you. Yeah. But I think, you know, as, as, we're, as we're wrapping up, I think that's something I would definitely encourage everyone listening to our podcast, you know, and as, as Nana's been reminding me along the way, this isn't just about having kids, no. you know. There's you ways... will encounter children yeah. multiple times in yeah, your life, sure. and you should still have this same energy. Yeah, whether Be the, ki- the, the person that you needed as a kid. Absolutely. Whether it's your nieces, your nephews, your little cousins, uh, if you're a tutor, friends, a mentor, friends, kids, friends yeah. kids. It, there's so many ways and so many different places where you can show up as an adult and be someone for a child yeah. that they might not be getting anywhere else Absolutely. in their life. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, you know, especially uh, this past month was was uh, was Pride Month, mm-hmm. and I I came across a a very sobering statistic. It was the cha- because unfortunately um, the the incidence of of suicide is extremely high in the LGBTQ yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of teenage teenager community or cohort, if you will. And especially trans, you know, yeah. even oh, more pronounced sure. for for trans uh, children. Um, and they were saying that the 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 likelihood or chances of suicide drop by forty percent if they have one adult in their life who is affirming of their status. Just one. Just person. one. Forty percent. It drops by forty percent if they have one person in their life who is affirming their status as gay or lesbian or trans or non-binary, just one adult doing that. So literally saving people's it. lives. Yes. <laughs> We're not saying 10%, 40%, almost half. It gets cut just by one affirming person in their life. And, and how hard is it to affirm a person? It's free. Ident- their identity. It's free. It costs you nothing. nothing. It literally costs you nothing. And you could be saving this person's life. Absolutely. You know, so. and I know that was one very specific example. With, but it, it, but it, I think I'm it sure applies it, even here. Just absolutely. The, you know, just that that's what, what I, I probably would want to tell folks is don't underestimate the impact that you being kind, you holding space, you being present, you being active with a child what a difference that can make in that child's life. Um, and like I just said a few seconds ago, especially if they're, you might not know it, but they might not be getting that anywhere, anywhere. else in yeah. their life. Yeah. And if you they might get it twice well, yeah. or three times, who cares? Yeah. Like Even better. Even, even, even better. better. Yeah. Um, wow. That yeah, is, no, that, 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 that stat knocked me off my shoe. Just one, just one affirming adult in an LGBTQ child or teen's life drops the chance of them committing suicide by 40%. We And I think, uh, and I know this is not on the outline, but I wonder, like, you know, I feel like growing up, there was more community. Like, you had to be aware of the neighbors or, mm-hmm. like, the families on your block mm-hmm. because everybody was kind of in community with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a fear sometimes to, like, not overstep when engaging with people's yeah. children. Um, so I, I, I wanted to identify that because I know that that's a real thing. But I also think that it's important, 
you know, with within the parameters that, you know, whatever relationship that you have mm-hmm. with the adults in this child's life. But I still think it's important for you to show up for them because, like you said, we don't know what their experiences are outside no, of the ones that we have we with each other. And I even remember... When we where we used to work together, I was working in schools quite often, yeah. and it was so interesting to me what students and I mean like I, this wasn't a thing where I was like visiting school the same school every week. I was doing one offs, but kids just wanted to sit next to me and talk to me because I was listening yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're and the things that they the would share with me, it's like okay, no, you know, don't care. Kids can be all over the place, but it but... was it was so interesting to me that like within a two hour program mm-hmm. that like all of these little people were like sharing their whole lives with yeah, me and yeah. it, it made me sad it was a beautiful thing to experience but it did make me sad because I'm like have you been holding on to this for so long who they, else are you giving have. me this help? you know what I'm saying yeah, like that thing been. yeah so you know of course be appropriate um but I don't think that that should limit you from from fulfilling what Kelly said about being the kid that you needed because mm-hmm. I'm sure the needs that you had when you were a child are not very different from no, these I'm, children. No, you know, I know, I know we're in different times, and you know, Gen Z or whatever. The, I don't even know what the new generation is now. <laughs> is there but, a new one already? Yeah, I think so. Jesus. You know, uh, it it still applies yeah, basically, absolutely. basically. Absolutely. So what 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 would you want to leave our our good listeners with this week? You know, this was a good conversation. Yeah. I really, I really, I really enjoyed. I this know one. we've been catching up, but I really, you know, I love when we hit our topics. Um, I think. For me, it's just, and I like I said, I, I don't want to leave any space without saying, the your the children in your in your life, your children, the children that you know, affirming. We've already realized that we can literally save them their lives by affirming their identity yeah, and who yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, affirming their thoughts, their ideas, um, and letting them know that you are a safe space for them to be vulnerable. I think that that's huge too because so like I don't even know if I knew what that and this is not a knock on my parents sure. I just I think this is probably just how we raise our young boys yeah I don't know if I knew what the word vulnerable sure. like I knew what it meant academically sure, but sure, not sure. in the context we're saying till I was an adult probably yeah. like the and, notion of being vulnerable and being open yeah. and expressing your thoughts or fears you know especially when I think for boys in particular. You, getting in touch with your emotional side is not something that is ever really offered to you. Mm. Um, and when you're told to be aware of all of these things, it is going to bring forth emotions that you're not, maybe you're not ready for, you don't know how to handle. Or you're just not equipped. You're not to, equi- and yeah. if you don't have a place to place them, yeah. dangerous things could potentially happen. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And so I think uh, we want to save all the LGBTQIA lives. We want to the, the, we want to save all the babies, mm-hmm. all of them. And I'm sure the statistic that may bleed into non-LGBTQIA children. Oh, I'm sure. I'm or, sure. Because the, the, the suicide rates are are an all-time high for and, teenagers. And right not now. even like starting at nine. Yeah. No, it's it, no the shit is shit these, is these babies are no. are harming themselves, yeah. actively trying yeah. like so yeah. there has to be something that we as the There's adults, a shift that needs sure, to be happening. We yeah. need to change. Yeah. There 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 has to and I and I, I don't have children, so I'm not even about to pretend to understand the struggles and and the obstacles that parents have to face today or even when I was being yeah. raised. At any point, being yeah. a parent is not easy. I, 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 I don't have any illusions about could that. could not even think of what I would have to, like, 
I barely can take it. I'm just getting good. <laughs> right? And taking I'm care just of kidding my stride yeah. with, at 33. I don't know I'm just what it I would out. do if I was responsible for a whole other One, person. One, two, or three, yeah. This decision has been made. Yeah. The baby is here. Yeah. And we have to, I, I don't want to just see successful, uh, financially successful mm-hmm. adults. I don't, because these are going to be people's partners. Mm-hmm. These are going to be other people's parents. For sure. So the emotional, the mental, that aspect of the upbringing, I I feel like has kind of gone to the wayside, and we need to kind of make it fundamental. Yeah, bring that back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. What about um, you? Um, I think I think uh, you you really hit on a lot of the things I was gonna say, and and I I I think where I'd want to leave things is you know back again with the. With uh, good old Chester and Gail, you mm-hmm. know the, the 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 two the two uh, they researchers. Here, so they who, might as well close yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. There's uh, I don't know exactly who this one's attributed to. The the quote is really just uh, attributed to the two of them, um, but I, I really like the way this tied it all up. And what they say is, we contend that childism is the basic form of oppression in our society, and underlies all alienation and violence. For it teaches everyone how to be an oppressor mm. and makes them focus on the exercise of raw power rather than of uh, volitional humanness. Like its derivatives, sexism and racism, it is found in virtually everyone. Modification of childish practices would alter other oppressive systems that retard the development of humankind to its full potential. Mm. And that, that, that's it. That's really what it is. If you if you really get distill it down to the nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. um, this is the you know the original sin, if you will, yeah. of the isms. <laughs> if that's what, I mean, because we're all kids, yeah. we're all yeah. Everybody children starts at some that. point. Yep, 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 you know, when you yep. when you hear when you watch, you know, I love I love true crime. Probably I don't know the percentage, but I know it's over seventy yeah. percent of serial killers were abused, abused and mm-hmm. particularly and especially sexually abused mm-hmm. as children. The, these, All of these things, all of these societal ills, all of these isms that we see play out, um, all start here. Yeah. All start here. If we, if we really prioritized um, making children feel safe, making children feel uh, uh, dignified, making children feel respected... I can only imagine, just just as the two of them allude to in that quote, what kind of effects that would have elsewhere in our sure. society. Sure, you know. So, so I I definitely agree with with what you said to tie it all up. Um, I would I would you know I yeah definitely challenge all of us to be thinking of ways that we can kind of break out of um, whatever we've come to understand is our normal or our standard or our baseline mm-hmm. with how we approach and think of children. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in, in some instances, as we, as we've learned, you, you literally could be saving a life, Truly. you know, and if not that, that kid's life, maybe someone else's further down the line, Absolutely. their future wife, their future husband, mm-hmm. their future, mm-hmm. uh, partner, their future child, their future coworker, all of this is starts yeah. and is affected by the nest, by yep. the environment yep. that you grow up in. Yep. So, so yeah, I think I think that's where I'd, I'd, I'd leave it with you. Okay, and definitely definitely gonna have some good. Uh, um, I mean, we had the the light stuff, we had the the barbecue yeah. uh, <laughs> quizzes, but I, you know, I'm curious. I'm curious to see, and I and I'm gonna, and I'm going to have the the polls and whatnot from this week reflect that. I'm just curious what 
our listeners' experience sure. has yeah, been no, with this topic. Sure, yeah, that would be topic. incredibly interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, and see what they have. See, yeah, we, we just definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, so definitely feel free. Y'all better be following us on all the shits. At this point, right? At this point. Um, you know where to find us on Twitter at WorkBayPod. Also, Instagram at WorkBayPod. And if there is anything that you want to share with us, you know our DMs and the email is open. If there are topics that you want us to address, uh, like Obi said um, a few weeks ago, that if there are things that we've talked about that maybe you want us to get new perspective on and anything that you haven't heard from us that you would love to hear from us, definitely feel free to sh- shoot us an email at workbaypod at gmail.com um, and y'all stay safe love on on babies you yes. know that's the add on to this week yes. love yourselves and love on and love babies our, love our babies yeah. love our children our teens they, our, our young just, people they, they, they didn't ask to be here no. they just here trying to no. make the best out of situations no. so um, we thank you so much for listening um, and we'll see you next time alright take care guys bye have a good week when we come back everything is gonna be okay open your eyes